All right. Uh, welcome to Doc Plus Pod. Um, I'm Vincent. And I have to burp. I'm Johan. Uh, I'm good. Should I go? <laughs> oh, my God. I guess. No, yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got two guests on the pod today. Yeah, we've got some returning Sorry, guests. this is my first yeah. podcast ever. My name's Adam. And um, I'm, I'm Joey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, We're from boys. the AOK podcast. <laughs> That's right. Excellent. We are uh, happy to have you. I think you guys are the first returning guests. That's an honor. Or no, Aiden. It would be Aiden. Oh. It's Aiden. Yeah, I was like, I know that there's somebody uh, else. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. You know what? I just love you all so much. I get my boys confused sometimes, yeah. you know? No, we appreciate yeah. it nonetheless, we considering all? we have no good takes ever. It's really it's really an <laughs> honor that you thought of us. <laughs> no. You guys have you no. guys have good takes. Yeah, come on. Yeah. The good take guys is what I call you guys when as soon as as soon as I get off the pod. That was the original name of the OK podcast. It was the good the take good guys. take guys. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you have a bad take? If we have a bad take, we kill just yourselves. Take the week off. Yeah. You know that oh, scene okay, in Joker yeah. where Joaquin's <laughs> like, "All I have are bad thoughts. All I have are good takes. That's all I got." <laughs> Guys, we're here to talk about the Eilish. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, director R.J. Cutler's new documentary about pop star Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. This documentary offers a deeply intimate look at extraordinary teenager Billie Eilish. Award-winning filmmaker R.J. Cutler follows her journey on the road, on stage, and at home with her family as the writing and recording of her debut album changes her life. I wrote that. That is so true. That is so true. When they said that, I was like... And honestly, the world is Mm -hmm. a little blurry right now. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Can I ask you guys a question before we start? Here we go. When when we all fall asleep, where do we go? (laughs) Straight up, it's performance art at this point. I'm I'm going to leave the call and come back. (laughs) It's performance art. You've gotten lost in the sauce, Joey. Um, I I guess we should go around and talk about um, our familiarity with Billie Eilish and stuff, and our um, I guess our general thoughts on the doc. Whoever wants to start. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I guess I'll start. Uh, all right. So yeah, the uh, the Eilish. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I was. I've always liked Billy a lot. Uh, I won't lie. When Johan asked me to come on the pod for this one, I was like, I don't know if I know enough about uh, Billy to come on. Uh, I've always like admired her music, but I don't really know much about her as an artist. And um, I don't know. Like I've always just had like a lot of anxiety about her as an artist because she's so fucking young. Like it's actually scary how like young she is and going through all the shit she's going through. And honestly, yeah, this doc really provided a lot of insight into those anxieties, but kind of like let me see like how resonating her art is for like this generation. And I thought it was really insightful. Um, I'm a, I'm actually kind of a, a I wouldn't say I'm a super fan of Billie Eilish, but I am a big fan of Billie Eilish. I actually, 
You guys actually kind of have a scoop here on this podcast because uh, Billie Eilish was the last concert that I went to before COVID happened. And I Damn. am the one show that she got to perform on her most recent tour. So I kind of have, I kind of am in like, a, like I'm kind of like Billie Eilish royalty, maybe. Like she kind of owes me yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, but wow. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I, I love her. I think she's great. Um, I think she's just I, I really i'm a fan of her her music's very um honest and personal and I, I i can i admire that anytime i see it in an artist and i think if if we're gonna have anybody at the top of pop music i'm glad that it's somebody who puts at least a little bit of thought into the music that they're making um and i thought the doc was really really good um kind of a it's a little long uh but other than that i really really enjoyed it it's super personal i didn't expect it to be as intimate as it was but i was i, I did enjoy it. as a fan i did enjoy the doc I thought the Billie Eilish doc was rock solid. Uh, it's really, really good. It is long, but I think justifiably sh- justifiably so. Um, I think it's very well composed. Uh, functions equally as well as like a concert film as it does like a behind the scenes documentary, which is uh, like just doesn't happen ever. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I was really looking forward to it, and I'm very pleased that I loved it. So, yeah, um, <coughs> I I don't know. I don't know that I would um, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know that I would totally like describe myself as a fan of Billy. There's something there where, like, I know how talented and good she is. I think she's also like very good for pop music like Johan and I have talked about before of just this like teenage girl who can um I don't know harness all of this um I don't know all of her like mature power still I I don't know how to say it but she's mega talented um able to like be a brat but also like in a way that we're on her side uh and the doc is like the the best version of whatever this was supposed to be is like how they approached it it rocks she here can i can i like monologue about her for like a minute please is that okay okay because i have to just talk about it because i'm not like way into her music or anything that the shit like never clicked with me um there are a couple things about this movie where it's like like you talk about how personal it is i feel like it's almost personal in the way that like the movie jackie is personal which to me was just like oh no this is too much inside like i i should not be seeing this almost um i felt like that i felt like like uh i wrote down billy is like creepy but she's creepy in the same way that the kid from the movie birth is creepy um right in that That's like fun. there's something about her expression that just encapsulates like all of time i don't know how to explain it like as she knows that she has to like emotionally express herself through music or whatever but she totally understands like th- the placement of that in her time and it's insane and like coming from like a 16 year old that she just totally accepts like who she is and like what she has to do to get to where she wants to be um I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, her yeah, I wrote her her emotional expression is both like prehistoric and futuristic because right. there's something like really raw and animal about it um and natural, but it also yeah, that immediate like understanding of like 
what I'm doing in time, like, as I'm perceiving it is, like, as it's happening, I don't know. It's, she's on some other shit. That's it. I mean, I, I kept on, I was constantly reminding myself while I was watching the documentary that the entire idea of a teenager is fairly new. It's like 70 mm-hmm. odd years old, 75 odd years old. Like that is, that is insane because in that, in, in that way that you're talking about, she is like, like typical, but also like prototypical. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, yeah pretty miraculous um and the film i think also functions not only as both a concert film and as a behind the scenes like personal document it also functions as an ethnography of the american teenage experience in the like 20 like like late era american empire like it's it's really really cool because through her you feel like you're seeing a, a much bigger swath of type of people if that makes sense you know yeah 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 it's really cool when i was watching it i was um kind of thinking like i wish i had like billy when i was a teenager because 100 percent. yeah because there's like a um i don't know how to describe it but like a lot of the sad songs i listened to when i was a kid it was or like a teenager rather it was all shit from like the 80s and 90s you know like the typical sad like tumblr 2013 playlist shit but there was really no one from i mean maybe fucking lana Dar, right but she's also like 30 at the time you right know? it's a different but, vibe so like it was it's really interesting to see that like kids or again maybe teens today have uh billy who is like their age and is like writing it while she's going through like actively going through the shit that they're going through like her fans are which is what makes it all the more personal and Honestly, I didn't expect, I mean, I already kind of mentioned it before, but, like, the insight that the stock goes into of, like, the balancing act of, like, her being a teen and having these, like, very um, adolescent emotions and feelings, but, like, mixed with the the dread of both her current fame, but also, like, the knowledge of what fame does to people down the line yeah. was fascinating to me. I was yeah. so intrigued by that, and... Um, I know Joey kind of mentioned like it goes on like a little bit too long and I could agree like you could trim off a little bit here and there but um, I was engaged all the way through just because the message and like the commentary was so insightful I thought right um, I wouldn't say I, it wasn't like I was like waiting for the film to end I just like it was it is a two and a half hour documentary um, and I, I guess I was expecting something a bit shorter uh, but I think they do a good job kind of chronicling her from the start of the album to uh, like right before uh, it really ends like right when covid right before covid starts because no time to die came out in like i think january and then february was that was when the world ended but it was um i i what i found super interesting is kind of what you guys are talking about i really liked that we kind of got the we got to see her also um we got to see her dealing with these really kind of larger than life things you know she's talking about her image and like kind of rushing to get this album out and and she you know millions of people want her and she's this billionaire but then we also get to see her be like upset about boys and like oh she's dating a guy who doesn't really he's not really nice to her and she fights with her brother and she gets mad at her mom so it's like we kind of do get a a, they they do a good job of capturing like everything that Billie eilish is and I, i thought that was really um 
interesting to watch. I do agree with Vincent, though. I do think at times it doesn't get a bit too personal. Uh, I, not not to say that that's a bad thing. There was just a certain point, with the, especially with the boyfriend stuff, where I was like, if I was this guy, I would not want to be in this documentary because they don't really paint well, a very sure. flattering picture yeah, and, of Q. And I think this is uh, this is part of like why I never... Um, <clears throat> Like, I could tell Billy is, like, good, but I never, like, ran to become a fan or anything. It's because it's, like, so clear that this is, these are the emotions of a, like, a 16-year-old girl. So, right. I, and it's nothing else, almost. Like, I'm not saying it's, like, super pigeonholed, but I don't know. It's just so true to that feeling all the time that I, like, never ran in and, like, you know, made this personal connection to her. Um, but, yeah, the doc is totally into that of just every bit of that teenage girl stuff yeah well i mean um, you, you you talk about this like we talk about this in hip-hop like constantly this is always a thing or it's like somebody like matt ox will will come on the scene and he's 13 no seriously and he's like yeah. rapping his ass off and he has like a fully developed flow uh has a a, a great uh, penchant for like song structure and melody and stuff like that and then you hear him rapping and it's simultaneously like this kid is way beyond his years and also like this is like a child like a child yeah. of the internet yeah or extrapolate that and take it back to like little Wayne or something starting to rap when exactly. he's eight. The entire appeal about somebody like Wayne is that when he's rapping at the age of eight, it is dark and I'm not um, condoning it or, or celebrating it in any way, but he's rapping about life in, in that time in the area he grew up in. Right. So it's, it, there's a certain appeal of seeing a child with such like knowledge um being able to communicate it so readily and emotionally and then also the the immaturity level so with taking that to billy specifically i think the way the doc serves her and the way the doc functions for me is that the access i think above everything is you really get the feeling that this is not the camera is at point a the subject is at point b you get the feeling that it's like the same point right there's a big overlap there um so taking out that wall taking out that invisible barrier lets you in so easily right away you get the feeling that she's experiencing certain emotions for the very first time while you're watching it which is insane to even think about right Mm -hmm. um it's it there's something so tragic and simultaneously voyeuristic about it where you wonder like dang i'd love to go back to be a teenager and remember the best birthday present i got or remember a fight with my mom and then reconciling with her or i don't know yeah um i forgot did you guys see cusp at sundance this year vince did um yeah wait Wait, why can't I remember what Cusp is? Is that the teenage girls in yeah. Dallas or, or oh, Texas? Oh, in Texas, yes. That's honestly that's a comparison that came to my mind when I was watching. That's this. pretty good. Um, very this is the good version of it, though. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't crazy about uh, <laughs> Cusp, but I like in the same regard though, like very personal, very very intimate, and there were moments. Well, I didn't necessarily feel like this one went overboard like cusp did um there are certainly moments where i was like yeah i don't know if i should be watching this like this feels very private like shit that i shouldn't like it's not my life exactly um yeah but 
cusp goes over that boundary. I don't think this necessarily does go over that boundary, in my opinion, at least. Totally agree. But I, I do think um, it is part of the function of Billy's music, even, because there is a part, like, towards the um, end of the film where she's performing um, in an arena or whatever, and she's performing from a bed mm-hmm. with her brother right next to her. And it again, it's just, like, that amount of closeness. Like, you know that this is her and her brother sitting on a bed, and that's how they made this album. And now they're performing it to, like, 20,000 people. You know, also, like, bro, that yeah. dude, that that performance is so everything for me. It is the most that that is a deeply personal moment, a deeply personal relationship that is suddenly ripped <laughs> from the void of personality, and now it is a completely massive thing. It reminded me, I think, the thematically and visually, obviously, of the Magic Mystery Tour and First Reformed. Do you know what I'm talking about? When Amanda Seyfried um, when they're floating lays directly on, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is it. Something about that felt so all chemical. It felt so um, essential to what. It sounds so lame being a 25 year old man saying it, but <laughs> like it feels so essential to what cinema is, um, which is just that you're seeing uh, you watch Marriage Story on the big screen you're seeing a deeply personal document by a director who's relitigating his entire personal life but the people are 30 feet tall you know what I mean yeah yeah I honestly like even with something like that I guess I don't know how often the film does it like directly but I think like even then there would be I don't know I guess it could do that even more of just go straight from like this deeply personal thing directly into like massive um and like that big clash and like having to deal with that as a teenager as well as like the whole thing it's great it the the yeah exactly the the drama of the movie aside from the the petty dramas in the movie is that right. that she spends so much time carefully carefully crafting these songs with Phineas with her brother um in their like childhood home and it's it's working. They make magic there, and then she gets on stage and she's ready to perform it. And oops, she r- breaks her ankle or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And then she has to cry in front of fifty thousand people. Um, Man, that moment fucking made me cry. That shit is so that, fucking. Sad. And also, like when she's like, "I'm not crying because I like because of the page. Like, I no, I can't give you like the show you deserve or whatever." Like yeah. and the way she talks about her fans is like honestly so unlike any other celebrity because like well first of all she doesn't even like really consider her, even though she literally is a celebrity like she doesn't like <laughs> she just has like a lot of people she views it as like she just has a lot of people that resonate with her art she doesn't necessarily look at it as like like fans yeah fans like and I think that's so fascinating and it's like she sees the difference like when she's trying to take um selfies with a fan she like hugs them and interacts with them but when she's trying to take selfies with like a verizon ceo like the life is just out of her eyes she does not give a shit and it's so fascinating to watch that like it's it's depressing but also really really fascinating to watch like a teenage girl deal with that shit yeah but it's funny because it's again it's it's like a statement on art because like one of those things is natural and the other thing isn't like oh i have to take Mm -hmm. pictures with these corporate guys um and like because of whatever reason i don't know who these people are none of this makes any sense i'm just tired and then like 
juxtapose that with like how she interacts with her fans. Yeah. And it's just this like matter of fact thing that she just understands like, well, if I make some shit, people are going to relate to it. And like, that doesn't make me any better or worse or whatever. Like, that's just the thing, you know, like that's just how this works. That's that exchange. Have you guys um, watched those uh, year later Vanity Fair interviews she does where she gets asked the same, it's the same interview every yeah. year a year later oh i've been suggested it i don't think i've watched it's it it's so i avoid sad. i avoid it because i think it's gonna make me sad yeah, yeah exactly so I, yeah. I can't do it man. man honestly that's the only pre watching this doc that's the only real insight i had into her life and um those interviews kind of sum up the entire thing because like her first interview i think it was like 2017 2018 um so like she was so happy to be talking about it and then by like the third one, just completely gone. Like just like completely like, God. It, it's really fucking depressing. Um, and I'm I, I'm genuinely concerned. Like I, I, and I know that's not like, the best feeling to have post doc, but yeah, I really am concerned for this kid. Like I I believe in her fully. I do, but there's a part of it where I'm just like, she deserves so much like privacy and. Um, yeah. Just to let like to, to flourish and to grow, and I hope she doesn't have to like live so intimately under the camera yeah. for the rest of her life. Because I, I don't know. It, I just like I, yeah. I see that because I used to work with teens, and I see her, and I'm just like, mm, I can't. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine a kid going through that. It's it's like I I brought up when we talked about Britney last week of just like oh do you I don't know you're in this position where you feel you have to be like that vulnerable Mm. all the time and that can be so fucking taxing but then also i don't know she does have a good crew around her it seems so i do have faith that she'll be all right yeah but yeah you you you, to i guess touch back to britney a little bit because i mean it'd be weird to to do a pop doc after doing a pop doc last week and not talk about it um the the britney doc shows her like constantly being sexualized from a young age, right? And and being exposed to this sort of very adult world almost immediately. And then I feel like the societal or industry pressures um, around her, it's no grand statement to say this, but like they inform the music a little bit. So she pivots away from being like a girl in her bedroom singing songs. That era or that, that period in her, her career as a performer is super short-lived and then the rest of it is as like a sex symbol which is unfortunate right so i think i i did also get sad watching the billy eilish stock and ending it because you're like dang this is a big question mark you know i hope i hope everything's good but it does end with like one of her most recent songs my future it's juxtaposed really nicely with Ocean Eyes, which is like her first major first song. First one, yeah. Yeah, and and not only on a technical level can you hear, um, like, and they showed the footage too of her kind of playing a smaller venue versus her like a song made for an arena, right? Like, mm-hmm. you you get the juxtaposition between those things on a technical level, but also on an emotional level. Like one of those songs is is very immature, and then the the latter song that it ends on and it cuts to black is an extremely mature statement about her saying like I don't know who I'm going to be, but I'm going to love that person with all of my essence, and that is that is one of just one of the most like life affirming. <sighs> 
endings of Again. any movie I've seen in a really long time. Again. I think she'll. I think she'll be okay, man. Yeah, it's that, but also like, I don't know her. Her precociousness is like prophetic, you know. Even in her saying that, it. I don't know. It's even knowing her situation. It feels like in the beginning of the film, because I'm pretty sure. I mean, she is. She's not like an industry plant. Like there are a million people who are probably in the same situation as her, where it's like you're signed to a label, you know, and they're just waiting for like you to make something that will pop, and then they can then you can make an album and you're good or whatever. Right. And you know, just definitely sitting and waiting on that, knowing that that will come. Um, the way that oh, God damn it, we have to get into it. But the way that Bieber talks to her is again just like so mm-hmm. prophetic. And it made me cry so much. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready for that scene, dude. Like when she when she meets him oh for the first time at uh, Coachella, right? Like, oh yeah. fuck, yep. dude. Like that got me. That really got me. No, it was the text afterwards that killed. Also, even was Bieber before, like when they're in the car yeah. talking about like how like she like knows where he was born, like everything yes. about him, like and how intimately she cried into her pillow at night. Like in love with him, and bro. Like, oh my fucking god, dude! Like so good. Again, she, I just guys... want to throw this out there. She got she got Bugatti Bieber on the remix. <laughs> she got Bieber Belly on the remix, where he's yeah. talking about how icy his wrist is, and then she gets full Justin from Canada. Any any other time, IRL. It's so so. It's good. nice. The duality of man, yeah. truly. God, God, I wish that were me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys Justin fans? I. Uh, I think <laughs> I don't know fan, but like generally, he's very talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, he'll he'll make shit I like every once in a while. He is he's somebody who I constantly hope, and I say this totally genuinely. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, does not kill himself. Like, he's somebody who I hope is yeah. like is like okay <laughs> consistently. Like, I I. Can't imagine he had the. Uh, he's kind of on the tail end, as far as I'm aware, as an outsider, of that sort of really rough pop star transition from oh, 12 year old boy to international sex symbol, which is like yeah, no, 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 don't do that. Um, he's at the very tail end of that, I think. Um, I don't know. I hope he's fine. I, I he's a Christian now, um, which is. Sweet, yeah. My course. mom likes that. <laughs> Hell yeah, Joseph loves Christ. Um, he's also, uh, I don't know. He when he I, I I love Bugatti Beebs. Maria, I'm drunk. Oh my god, Chance the no. Rapper remixes. He's so nasty um, with it. Absolutely. I'm still, that white boy can rap his ass off. I'm honest. He's nice. <laughs> I've liked some of his most recent songs. I'm still not at the point where I'd say I'm a fan of him. Um, but I like it's same thing like what Ben said. Like I can't deny like he's extremely talented. And honestly, I'm hoping, um, you know, maybe I'm outing myself here. But like I, I love Harry Styles right now. I think his last album was really well, great. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping yeah, Bieber yeah. has in the future where I'll be like, yeah, like that's a fucking album. Like I'm really hoping that I feel yeah. that way for Bieber soon because especially in this doc, like I'm like I just want to give that kid a hug. Like he seems great. Yeah. Fuck Harry Joey, Styles. you don't like Harry Styles? No. I don't We're like not. Why? We we it's, me and <laughs> we don't want to get me into and this. Joe had a whole is it because he's, conversation it, about this recently. And, yeah. Is it because, Adam, it, you, Adam is it because you got out. cut out of Dunkirk, Joey? 
Yeah, I thought he ruined Dunkirk. I didn't like his vibe. No. I, uh, he's, I don't... <laughs> no, I don't, I don't actually I have you. a problem with him. He just broke... He just, you know... I Jason Sudeikis is my guy, you know? I gotta respect... I gotta, I gotta be Team mm. Jason. You know? mm. uh, I wanted to ask, do you guys have any, did you guys have a, is, we're talking about Billie Eilish here on the pod, so do you guys have any? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> do you guys have, did you, what is your Justin Bieber equivalent? Like, have you guys ever been that intently, uh, oh, wow. like a fan of something Ooh. in the past before? Have you guys, I, cause I, I've had things that I've come close to, but I've never been like, well, wait, like an artist in my or pillow. like, yeah, like an artist that you were like just intently obsessed with. <laughs> Let me pop say, the Diet Coke and get to thinking. Oh. Yeah, I, I could say, like, definitely as a kid was, like, a Backstreet Boys super fan um, and would have all the CDs and shit. But, no, I think the only, you know, the only one that would come close would be, like, Kanye because I feel like I know so much about him. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's early, that's foundational Johan Vince lore is just yeah. Kanye <laughs> obsession. Um, well, I mean, I, I've got, I have, a, I have a Frank Ocean tattoo. Yeah. Um, so Frank, Frank Ocean well. is yeah. Frank Ocean is somebody I ride for, and then I'm I will get this covered at some point. But I have a Grimes tattoo, right? And it's my favorite piece of artwork from her. Um, I don't think you need I, to get it covered. That's okay. I'm, it's I'm going to get it covered um, for a number of reasons. I also the ink is blurry, but that's neither here nor there. Um, now I think um, those for the first three Grimes albums for me. Um, Again, as a 25-year-old man, it seems very silly to say, like, dude, no, the music saved my life, dude. But I was, like, straight up gonna fucking kill myself. Um, and I just uh, listened to the music, and it held me back from that a little bit and allowed me to be patient with myself. I feel like I gleaned a lot from um, from Giddy Prime, Halifax, and Visions, specifically. Um, so I, I, that was, I was all about that. We saw her live in Utah. We took a road trip up there. Um every every album on wax i will proudly have those forever and ever um but she uh she 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 fucked up so yeah i'm good hard pass I, i'll throw in one more i guess uh i guess paul thomas anderson is another person <laughs> i feel i know a lot are about. we talking filmmakers though are we like are we talking pop stars or are we talking i don't know film? just somebody who yeah. i can say that like oh i'm obsessed with this person i guess if yeah <laughs> if we're going film like that that's too many to count for me because like it's yeah <laughs> honestly i mean i yeah too many to count but as far as like musicians go i think um I mean, Johan already brought up Frank Ocean. He was definitely someone that pretty much single-handedly got me through high school, like straight up. Um, and Tyler, of course, is a big. I mean, I know that's very generic to say, Fuck. but like that's like the that's the yeah. doubleheader of high school, you know. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> like one, like I remember, uh, Lord was someone that I just randomly really attached to when I was younger. Um, and I'm I'm still waiting for that follow-up album to Melodrama. I'm still fucking waiting for it. Uh, so Lord, Lord is, I think I, I'm, I was going to say, I don't know about the subject. I definitely do. Cause I love pop music, but I, I think, I think Lord, I would go, I'm going to say right now, I think it's she, she's the first like f f fully formed, like proper pop star in that, that immediate wake of Bieber where she came out and you know, her parents were like deeply involved with everything yeah. she was doing. Like it was a very like involved process. It wasn't hands off the brakes, you know, not mommy manager, not daddy manager, nothing like that. Like, like she 
seems like somebody who values her privacy and who values her personal life separate from yeah. mining her personal life for her art in the very same way that Billie Eilish yeah. does. And I think that's fucking cool. I'm waiting for the Lord documentary. I, um, well, two things like melodrama. I remember that came out like the whole album. Like it came out like, uh, around the same time of my first like big breakup in my life. And I remember oh, like that album, like I literally listened to that shit every night. Like I, that shit like helped me like hardcore. Um, and I'll never forget that. Like, even though I'm not like bumping it every day still, like I'm that shit that you can't take away from a person. Like I'm still thinking like every time I think back to that period of my life, I associate Lord with that, you know? Um, 100%. and also just yeah. want to say if anyone wants to like listen to a really good, uh, it's almost a meme at this point to bring up Mark Marin on a podcast but that one's but, really but good it's I really good say, his interview with lord is one of my favorite interviews with any person ever it's so it's so great i really they get so into pop music yes. song writing specifically I, it well, is so it's, cool. it's a great Hell like yeah. double like header thing because it's like yeah you get who's lord <laughs> are you joking okay um <laughs> yeah no i'm just kidding um well it's a good double header because it's like you um you get very intimate with lord obviously because she's the interviewee but also there's a sense of like lord's like um i don't say innocence but like just her purity and her like just um like genuine like interest in music that kind of breaks down Marin's like grumpy nature and it's so fascinating to get her to make him open up yeah. and it's 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 great it's like it's amazing one of my favorite like eps of yeah anything ever i love it also, very funny I moment when Marin gets very disappointed yeah. when she tells him that there were um, no live instruments used on her first album. She's like, those are not real guitars. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a great, great listen. I Not to plug another pod on the pod, but yeah. that's, a, that's a good one. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Joey, what's... Uh... Did you have what you, what you like the fucking the wiggles or some shit? <laughs> yeah, I was really, yeah, the wiggles yeah. were a big. They were like an essential one. Um, I'd yeah, say fuck it, you. It, it was the wiggles. Uh, most of the Blues Clues OST I had on repeat a lot. Yo gabba gabba. Um, it was the Oogie her. Loves. You were a big Oogie Loves fan. A hundred percent. You a hundred percent. They Oogie Loves saved me. If I'm being perfectly <laughs> honest, but um, I'm gonna I, fucking I, I was kill never, you. Like, I've had, like, I'm gonna go to Florida and I'm gonna murder Joseph Salamone <laughs> in par- a parody I'll in Minecraft, you. obviously. A Minecraft parody? That's great. S- swag. Let's do it in Minecraft. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> but I um, does Bo Burnham count as like a musician? Because he's kind of. Oh well, Bo, Bo Burnham lived his one. entire adolescence yeah. on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. I was telling Anna I've known Bo Burnham since he was like 15 years yeah. old, dude. Yeah. I was. I was sub a thousand subscribers on Bo Burnham's first YouTube channel. I was very early on Bo. That's why it is so fucking weird to see him in like Promising Young Woman at mm-hmm. like my local drive-in. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Yeah, I was. He was kind of my hero for like a very long time. So to see him in like 100%. a Best Picture frontrunner is really odd. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But I love that man. Yeah. You love Batman? I love Batman you. and I love Batman. So. Um, but are you guys doing a Snyder Cut episode? Never, the Snyder Cut episode? Is that a... Wait, are we doing one on our pod? Um, yes, yeah. we are. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it tomorrow, so I'm... 
Uh, awesome. I'm very nervous. I I just watched BVS last night again, and uh, I kind of like it. I kind of like that movie. I don't have to say about that. I'm a wow. That is. It's trash. He's a hack. That I is one it. of those. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I watch, I just need one more time with BBS and I'll be like. If there was oh, something the really shit. nice about watching it, what is it? Five years after the fact now, which is oh god, five. Yeah. Now that I just said it out loud, that's crazy to think about. But and twenty <laughs> years after nine eleven. Yeah, that really puts it in perspective. Actually, um, where were you on January sixth? Watch advocating for the Snyder Cut at the Capitol. Good. Going to Adam, <laughs> you got it. I'll I'll be te- I'll be texting you tomorrow, sir. <laughs> I need to know. I just need. That's I all mean, I mean, hey, look, dude. Uh, I'll, what is it? Four minutes or four hours and two minutes of it or something? That shit's gonna be popping. This motherfucker. This motherfucker did Jesus a Wiseman. Christ. I mean, honestly, though, if HBO is willing to shell out that uh, streaming money. What is it like seventy million or some shit? Um, no, go for it, pop off, buddy. Do make your movie. Yeah, respect. Yeah, um, respect. Wait, can I? This is gonna sound like a, a a brag or whatever, but can I? Random connection with this movie. Um, so Phineas, his um his girlfriend, I guess, has a does vlogs. And um, she'll like, you know, take music submissions sometimes and stuff. And then one time she took a submission from this boy I know named Dalton Hopkins. Um, oh, wait, really? She did put a Dalton it, song? Yeah, yeah. So um, for his song called Glue, which I um, directed the you music directed video for. Um, yeah, wait, it's a weird connection that happened of just like. Oh wow, wow. Okay, his song got shouted out by some. Oh wow, this is cool. Um, and then you know he finally posted the video, but there are only three thousand views on it. it. I don't need to get into it, but you know, um, <laughs> just a weird. It's pretty dope, connection. Though, honestly. She just. That's pretty. Is cool, she just man. like a daily vlogger? I don't know. I didn't look into it. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Uh, what are your guys' uh, favorite things about being famous? I would say maybe this doc. I would say The Virgin Suicides <laughs> and the song The Ride by Drake. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good one. Vince, pop why star. you gotta ask a good on, question? Unironically. Yeah, Pop Star's pop up star there for is sure. A good wow, yeah. yeah. Gen- no, genuinely. Um, yeah. Genuinely, um, pop. I would say, uh, shut up and play the hits. Uh, the LCD sound system documentary is a really good. I don't know. I, I, I've 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 definitely talked about this with Vince and and with Hannah. But like, you ever see somebody who you've seen your entire life and you're like, Kanye West doesn't go grocery shopping. Yeah. And like Tom Cruise doesn't eat. Yeah. It's just yeah. so weird to imagine those things. Um. Like, I've been a fan of LCD sound system since I was, like, 11. So seeing James Murphy just, like, wake up in his bed was, like, wow, this is – ew, ew, get that away from me. This is weird. Um, yeah, yeah like, I'd say I'd, I'd say that one. Oh, wait, I don't think I made this joke yet. But um, I think um, 
the guy who plays her brother Phineas, um, Lucas Hedges, he's really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, dude, no, for yeah. real. I had that same thought while watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just some, even great. like down to the way he talks of just like no yeah I, I, I was working on that all last night I think it's gonna be pretty good like, it's all it's all histrionics <laughs> it's all the most exaggerated thing he's like no yeah this is gonna be like the best song we've ever made yeah yeah no that's so dope that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard yeah exactly no dude this is like a tragedy yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to us <laughs> um me and Joey were talking about this movie the other night um I can't remember in what context but. I think that the Star is Born remake is like one of my yes sir favorites of recent memory. Yes sir, hundred percent. That is the most purely voyeuristic piece of like pop art (laughs) coming out and so subversive. It's crazy to me that that like Bradley Cooper did like all the performing in that movie, and like he's not even like an like he just learned it for the movie. Like he didn't like know about that shit prior. Um, but like, if you want to talk about a movie about like fame and like the the soul torturing of it all, is that movie is brilliant. I I, I mean, Joey kind of said the other night, uh, what did you say? Like, it's like kind of like our generation's bodyguard or Titanic or something. Yeah, it's like, like it's like a mom. Everybody's seen it. It's like just kind of a touchstone, yeah. like good yeah. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love um, that. I think that movie's a masterpiece. I yeah. I've seen it so many times and I cry. Every Me time too. Same. Oh, Come on, God. man. Watch that one like fucking four times in theaters. It's so Game fucking over. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually a bad movie, so. <laughs> How are you just getting worse? <laughs> no, I love a Star Sport. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember texting Joey as soon as it ended when I saw it. I was like, dude, a G ha la la land. Like, you gotta get on that. <laughs> right. Yee-haw-la-la. You know, I love me some ye ha la la land, so. I. I think uh, I don't know. I think you guys all watched the Sparks Brothers doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good shit. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I think pretty good pop doc there, but also I think a pretty good examination of like what specific pop fame looks like. Yeah, where it's like people bite, and that's just like okay. That's like what's gonna happen. Well, yeah, that's the one thing I thought was really interesting about that doc was like it. It goes into like yeah, you're like obscure famous where like people will recognize you but you still have issues paying bills like that's crazy yeah 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 like someone could ask you for a selfie but then you'd like be behind on your mortgage like that's fucking (laughs) insane to me like uh yeah yeah yeah. that's some music shit too they make it impossible to make money off music (laughs) that's what it's like over at the aok pod we have thousands of fans but it's like we're have to sell the studio because well it's mostly because joe's crippling addiction Mm-hmm. Um, I've gambled it all away. So yeah. on V bucks, on V bucks, yeah. Well, he just takes all of our Patreon money and you know gambles it. And yeah, or I funnel right. it into drugs. So yeah, just the Salamone Clubhouse room win. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're just gonna be getting tipped five dollars to moan into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, no. I, if uh, Patreon hits five hundred dollars a month, uh, I'll start an OnlyFans. So, <laughs> yo, dude, I would pay for it. Like I really like not even kidding. I would. Does does anything in this documentary not work for you guys? We it's hard. It's always difficult to talk about how how good something is, and we all agree on it basically. But do you guys have any issues with it? Any gripes? We mentioned the length. Yeah, I think it really is just like a length thing. Um, I made a note of like 
you know, her mom gets a lot of screen time and she has a she has a crying mom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about like I feel like the director sees himself in the mom even of just like anytime I talk about Billy, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> and I th- I think that like maybe that's why this is 2 hours and 20 minutes. Um which is totally fine and it is really genuine. Um but yeah, definitely something like that or like I remember there's that one moment where Phineas is in the kitchen talking to the parents about like, well, the label wants like they say they want one hit or whatever, so we just got to pick out what we think is the most like accessible song and then finish right. it and send it in or whatever. And Billy walks in and it's just like, what does that even mean? Like what is accessible? You know what I mean? Like right. what are you even talking about? This is my art. And it's like funny cuz it is like you're 16. Um <laughs> like you know like we know what that means even in the context of making your own art we know what that means um but it is i don't know it it does feel like a touch unnecessary i guess or like even the part phineas says like was it after the grammys he says like we're millionaires or something and i was like i don't need this (laughs) right it's tiny things they're not millionaires they have millions of dollars yeah i mean i yeah what they're not millionaires they have millions of dollars yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily have like one glaring issue because I, I don't know. If this is like, I, you guys are way more intelligent when it comes to talking about docs, obviously, than I am because I don't really. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I genuinely mean it when I say like when I watch a doc, I honestly have mm. a hard time critiquing them. Because like if I have if I find the subject matter interesting, I cannot look at it like critically almost. Like I, like for example, like people could critique Boys State. I just like that's like a five out of five because I found right. the entire thing riveting. So either like I like it or I don't. Like I don't I don't have like those three point five docs for me. Like every doc that I like is usually four and above. And if I don't like it, it's below a three. So like with this, there is like a, I guess maybe a ceiling for how amazing it can be because there is a a confine of like how far the story can go. Um, But there's never, like there was never a point where I was like, oh, I didn't like what they were doing or I didn't appreciate it. Um, Again, it's really just the runtime for me. Like that, um, and that's not even, that didn't even really bother me. I could just, kind of echo your sentiments like i could see where they could trim it at points but there's never a point nah. where i was bored or where i was like wow i didn't want that like i honestly like i i was cool with all the family stuff i was i was cool with everything which is because that's what made it so well-rounded for me and um, i wouldn't sacrifice the family stuff or the just this one-on-one billy moments or even the concert scenes i thought it they all just flowed really well together so not I'm not calling it a masterpiece, but I kind of don't have. No, I, I think it, really. I think this is as, as uh, this is going to be a, a, the standard that I hold pop docs to going forward for a bit at least. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I yeah. found I found I found the world's a little blurry to be really really strong, uh, and I think the 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 length and the ex- the severity the extremity of of the length. Um, serves the story in an interesting way because it is like meant to be this like progression of time like a linear progression of time they don't bounce around back and forth much at all until the very last like shot of the movie um so it is like a saga basically and i feel like you need that 
amount of time elapsing to 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 get to the point like i don't know i think i think that the form here is the function it, it is extremely long because the trajectory that billy is on is going to be a long one then you get the feeling that this is like chapter like one or even like a prologue or something like that like it yeah it feels like this is the the very jump of the whole thing and it'd be it would have been really easy for the director to begin this upon the release of the world's a little or excuse me when we all fall asleep where do we go or like in the in the immediate crafting of that album but he starts with like she's playing a really tiny room that first show she's she's playing like a really small space with ocean eyes and stuff like yeah he 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 tracks something very very special here in the in the anomalous period before and in the anomalous period after i'm surprised it even tracks all the way up to the bond song like it it is there's there's some there's some life in there because you watch something like lady gaga five foot two which i which i love i i know vince really likes a lot like that that is that's a gold standard pop doc for me i love that one yeah but even then you get the feeling that that is promo material for for joanne you know what I mean? Yeah. This is not that at all. No. Because there's so much before the album, so much after it. Um, so the length, I, th- I, I, I'll take the counter, and I think it's a, it's a necessity. I, I guess uh, yeah. my only pushback would be that, like, I guess with its form, it could be like that little bit more aggressive, like I was saying, of just like immediately juxtaposed, going from the bedroom to the arena, or immediate, right. like, even go harder on like the immediate passing of time and like the um the progressions that she's able to make i guess you could but i don't know it's where it's at right now is great so honestly that's the shit that i liked though because like when you jump from like her in the bedroom to the arenas like that's what made me appreciate her so much because yeah. it was like that's so crazy to me like that even still after like what is it two albums later she's still in her bedroom at her parents place recording the music that gets millions of listens like yeah like the 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 shit that's selling on arenas is the stuff that she records in her bedroom and that's just you know that's insane to me and uh, as podcast hosts we can all relate we know what it's like to record something in our rooms and have millions of people hear it you know us podcast hosts probably can relate the most to this movie you know Okay, her dad showing her the difference between the cone and the jet settings on the hose, which is is so funny because guys don't know anything, and it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, to just be a dumb boy. It rocks. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the garden hose. I got you. Yeah. No, yeah. So when you twist yeah, you like this, it comes out straight. Yep. So funny. Um, uh, also, the dad was the like he was the MVP of the doc. Yeah, like, he was great. He, I would have liked to see more of him, honestly. He the was two, the two monologues that the parents give, the mom and the dad monologue. That again is just like stuff that I really feel pads out that length really nicely. Yeah. Where you get the mom talking about how she's sad that Justin Bieber apparently like like as far as yeah. we know like family involvement kind of fell through and then you get her dad just being like worried about his daughter on a very like adolescent level um so beautiful really really human very moving simple statements yeah 
yeah i mean that the one with the dad is the one that really got me like yeah I, that shit really really got me um and i was also surprised how many moments there were in the dog because again i just i'm just gonna be honest i i was gonna watch this doc unless you guys invited me on <laughs> i just didn't uh i didn't know i i just i didn't realize i had that curiosity until i actually started watching it i'm like oh yeah i do want to know more about belly eilish yeah, and yeah. now that I watched it, I'm actually really happy that I did because um, she's no longer like that. Oh, I really like her music person. Like now, I actually deeply care about her as an artist and like. As yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, hundred percent. I I am glad we were able to uh, to have you guys on for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this uh, I wait. Okay. Did you did you guys notice Bieber wears a face mask at one point? Yeah, yeah at Coachella, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the prophecy I told you. I was this movie is so prophetic somehow. I was very confused when that happened. Um, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be because like people just wear masks in public settings sometimes. Like even pre-pandemic, they did. Like I know before the pandemic like there's this old lady who came to my job like every weekend and she was just wearing a face mask for no fucking reason yeah but it would only be that it would only be that and never you see bieber at coachella wearing the face mask. it was just it is strange yeah it's, it's very weird i didn't i wonder if there's like a i'd like to know the reasoning because i yeah i immediately questioned it as soon as it popped up mm-hmm. there's Maybe because uh, it looks sick as hell yeah could be right <laughs> that could be yeah, but there's a, a good uh, a good Den- Denzel Curry cameo in this. Yeah, two seconds and you'll miss it. Yeah, good uh, Carol City, uh, Dade County representing for uh, for the for the Florida boys. Very important. Yeah, um, the one of the cameos that I fucking loved was her not knowing Orlando Bloom was the dude from Pipes the Caribbean. Bro. Oh, wait, yeah, we have, we have to, to talk, talk about, about this. Yeah, okay, there are so many layers. One, Katy Perry just saying, my fiancé, hilarious. <laughs> like, call him Orlando, at least. <laughs> we yeah. know. Um, Bitch, two, you mean Will? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, they go to the bus to, like, Google him or whatever, and they also immediately look up his nudes. Yeah, which is so <laughs> funny to me. That is such a Vince move. <laughs> yeah, um, he he is a fucking creep. Okay, I we have to talk really about that as well. Out. But yeah. I, he also doesn't know the right words to bad guy. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's like, I love that song where you're like, uh, bad uh, bad guy, bad guy. He's a real bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's nonsense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. See, even characterizing it as that, as him being like way too touchy with her as a kid, it is weird. But then I do also wonder: is this some like theater showbiz shit? That's where what they, they, they that's all what Hannah just said. do this that's to what each Hannah other. Said. Yeah, Hannah was like, I don't. I she was like, yeah, it's creepy, but like maybe maybe that's just some some showbiz shit. I think she said it much yeah. more eloquently than that. But yeah. I I don't know. Orlando Bloom knows he's being filmed, and he's still doing that. And he dude, he kisses her like six separate times it's, on the cheek, yeah. and is like I'm, grabbing her and stuff. And what pisses me off is he's clearly fucked up. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hard okay. pass. Yeah, I'm good. Get that man okay. away from my children. I, yeah. I'm really <laughs> glad you guys brought that up because I I didn't know if I was like the only one that felt. I didn't mean I didn't read into the doc like on any social media after, but when I was watching that scene, I was very very off put by it because I was like, oh shit, like that's. But then I mean, Billy didn't really seem affected either. So now I'm I don't know. I mean, not saying that makes it okay, but. Um, right. Yeah, I'm glad you guys brought that up because it, it was very creepy in retrospect. Yeah. To my note literally says Orlando Bloom looking a little sus right now. Uh, he <laughs> is extremely sus. <laughs> um, I'm not Co- up to date on my Orlando Bloom canon, but is he still with Katy Perry today? Yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a whole Orlando Bloom spiel. I, I don't want to go on. That is not uh, relevant right now. Yeah. But uh, the Coachella set piece is something that we see a lot in movies. Like, you got uh, I feel like, honestly, the Lady Gaga doc does it off the top of my head. I know uh, there was literally a Coachella documentary that came out like a year ago that Billie Eilish is in. Um, um, not then, Coachella, but then the This Is Paris doc as well, where she performs yeah, at a festival yeah. in Ibiza, I think. Yeah. A Star is Born literally opens with a massive Coachella set piece. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like that's interesting. You see it, I think, predominantly more in fiction, but uh, having it be such a such a grandiose spectacle here where she's like they they build up to it so naturally where Cutler will include like just footage of her like choosing out outfits or like getting the stage set up and stuff like that, interspersed with just her regular life stuff. And then by the time Coachella happens, you're like, Oh wait, this is what it's been building up to. This like first part of the dock or whatever is like this um really 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 elegantly done i think um Mm -hmm. and i i do i do want to note that like this documentary even though it's it's length is 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 is, it's it's a long doc not a lot of that space is occupied by filler by the usual like footage of people in the crowd losing their shit over Billie Eilish nah. or people clapping or crying along in the audience and stuff like that. They don't cut to the crowd like a single fucking time they do. in the Coachella sequence. It's very brief. It's they really, do. really brief. But it is only on teenage girls and it is very smart they in do. doing that. Yeah, I was um, about to see, say like any, yeah. when they do it, it's in service to like the theme of her connection exactly. to the fans, which I, any, which made me any lesser, that. Any lesser documentary would have had five minutes of that in that set piece alone. It would have had interviews with label people. It would have had interviews with her contemporaries talking about how big of a, an, an important artist exactly. Billie Eilish is and stuff like that, which I think is the biggest victory of of the documentary to, I guess, kind of put a pin on it on my end is just like she's she's there the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's 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 front and center. The documentary never loses her. The couple of times that she's not featured in the frame of the film is because it's her brother, her mom, her dad. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, right? And that's like that's miraculous. How much of Lady Gaga Five Foot Two doesn't have her in it? How much of This Is Paris doesn't have her in it? Like I feel like if you if you if you mapped this out, you'd really, really be shocked. Yeah. And I think that's where the that's not to not to be a a weenie, but I mean, the the world is a little blurry when you're so dead focused directly on one figure as captivating as Billie Eilish is. Yeah, that's going to happen. The documentary never loses sight of that. It's really fucking cool. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Super well put. Swag. Um, her boyfriend looks like a squid kid from Platoon. Splatoon. Fuck that dude. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> no, my yeah. name is Hank Q. 
just such a pointlessly shitty boyfriend like like for what yeah like at every turn like yo can you like talk to me i'm like really going through it yeah yeah i'll, I'll call you back in like eight hours like dude what yeah. the fuck like what the hell could he be doing yeah you're not yeah. billy eilish like what are you doing <laughs> yeah, he's like some small like low-key off the grid like a LA soundcloud rapper. rapper yeah exactly and like you're dating yeah. and not that he, not that fame has anything to do with it but you are dating billy eilish and you're treating her like she's the one who needs to like not call you as much like mm, all right yeah. buddy. like chill out also there's like a big age gap like six years or some shit like between them i think L- looking real sus right now yeah yeah he's 48 i think <laughs> I, <laughs> I think <laughs> it's weird that, it's weird that the documentary never mentions yeah, that. He, he, he has, a, bring it up he has a 401k all. Um, yeah, Q actually stands for QAnon, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. started it. That's he's what Q. everybody's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why he's so busy. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's running around with yeah, all these conspiracy theories. Billy, I can't make it to your show. I'm uh, I'm storming the Capitol. No, I'm, I'm exposing I'm, Pizzagate. I'm at Mar-a-Lago. I can't make it. No. <laughs> BRB can't talk. Yeah. I'm getting a drain of chrome from a child's skull Wait, right Billy, now. Wait, yeah. Billy, I don't want to like disrupt from your crisis, but I am getting it in that Pelosi will be arrested this afternoon. Like, I can't. <laughs> that I, that I, is I, so <laughs> funny. There Perfect. it is. <laughs> Perfect form, Adam. 10 out of 10. Good stuff. Right, I think, uh, do you guys Do you guys want to put a pin in it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, here, real quick, I don't think I, that we fully, fully covered it, but Bieber saying like, oh, it feels like just yesterday I was 15 singing... No, something fuck. and then well now I'm 25 and I was immediately just like alright let me pause and just take a nap now um, it's very very nice yeah Bieber, Bieber being the um, not voice of reason because she's not like reckless or anything but I guess just kind of like being a grounding force exactly. for her no, it's so nice that again all that build up of we know that she's a super fan cried about him every night and then immediately her and Bieber, like Bieber sees her on the same playing field. They're on the same plane immediately. He's like, I see me in you. You know, it's, you're not some kid I have to raise or something. Like, no, we're one and the same. Yeah. Right. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, oh, I was yeah. to say, like, I always gonna say it was like when Bieber pops up, I was not expecting that like I and nothing that's something it's no. temple like I wasn't expecting that amount of emotional resonance from just his appearance it was I thought it was just like no. a cameo but like they it's a it's a full-on thing and I I thought it was very satisfying mm-hmm. yeah it it did um make me miss um Sophie the pop star yeah a lot yeah. um because I, I mean I it's it's stuck in my head at this point because uh, I mean her passing is so recent and we've been talking pop docs like the last like I mean on the pod the last two episodes but like me and Ben's been talking about it for like three weeks now like probably straight where it's just like the the pursuit of pop music suddenly to me no longer seems like um, something fun I guess um, or like something it was never trivial but I guess maybe just something um, it's taken on a more serious connotation. Cause yeah. Sophie's talking about how like pop artists have like a, like a duty, like the challenge is to make the brightest, loudest thing. Um, 
And for somebody like uh, like Billie Eilish to mine her 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 sadness, her teenage sadness, and turn it into something bubblegum and cotton candy and sour watermelon, like it's it's just like it's it's crazy. It's it's so my brain just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean that's why that scene with it baffles her mom me. when she's asking like why can't like why don't you like do something. That speaks true, exactly. but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. um, it's yep. accessible. Like you hear that word a lot in the doc is accessible, but like, you know, right. Billy's like apprehensive and rightfully so, obviously of wanting to make a quote unquote accessible music is, um, I mean, that's a big through line throughout the entire doc. Honestly, it's like her, yeah. her, um, stubbornness and of course, positive lens of not wanting to budge on her artistry. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's something really admirable for someone so young. And, um, extremely noble to not compromise in the face of making more money honestly yeah objectively that's like what it is i mean you said it johan like as you said like uh, the role of a pop star now it seems like society thinks it's like a they have an obligation to make like positive music for these uh you know trying times almost but billy is like the one i want to say the one but like one of the few that just kind of refuses to like stand down and only makes what speaks to her yeah um, i'm for someone that's so widely beloved and listened to across the entire planet that's really that's really fucking cool like i i have all the respect in the world for her i i love her with all my heart and it's uh this doc only made me like her even more yeah full full credit to uh to sophie because i was i was paraphrasing one of the last interviews that she gave um talking about the role of the the pop star in like you said the the scary, big scary world that we live in, or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess to, to, to uh, what you said at the beginning is something I felt. I think, and I, I think I briefly vocalized on the Britney episode, which is like, yeah, where was where was it, Billie Eilish, when I was like thirteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it, it 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 was. It would have been nice, and now I it's like very nice that like my kids who I used to work with like have a figure like that now. Yeah. Um, and if they ever, you know, watch something like the world's a little blurry, you'll get a full look at somebody who's very much like you. Um, and who is trying in the same way that, that you are. And that's why I think like as a documentary, it works. Uh, but as a personal document, it flies high and above the, it just shatters the sound barrier. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. this is, far and away one of the strongest pieces of, of filmmaking I've seen this year I think I'm more than comfortable saying that yeah I mean uh, I'm trying to think of like all the docs I saw like with Sunday because I saw a lot of really good docs this year already but I would put right. this like maybe I still think the one that I saw at Sundance President that's probably still my favorite doc of the year I really so, want to watch that one man god damn good I really really want to watch um, that one but I would put this even above the Sparks Brothers doc like I, this is really yeah. damn good. I was yeah. really, and especially RJ Cutler. Like I have nothing against the guy, but I've never, you know, been amazed by him either. And uh, yeah, I, I could be forgetting something he's done, but uh, one hell of a directorial effort here too. Like just really, really impressive yep. yeah. stuff on display. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this is. I'm looking at my list now. It's like behind All Light Everywhere, which is like. Just the one of the best I knew I was I've, I've ever one. seen You're in my right. life. That's another tight yeah. one. Flea is really I, good. Yeah. 
Please what? Flea. Oh, another another. I've, one. Oh, I've not I've not seen it. Flea's Was it good? Excellent. It's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man, okay. that's already like cool. four amazing docs this year. Like, uh. Docs are good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think they're all right. Yeah. If, if only there was a, if only there was a podcast to to, to listen to them about <laughs> or something. Uh, boys, where can people follow your? Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Yes, but thank you so much. Where can people so follow your guys's uh, sexual uh, activities? Uh, you go off, Joey. Uh, I'm at Joseph underscore Salmoney on most platforms. Uh, check out Spike on the Aggressively Okay Productions YouTube channel. Official submission to the Cannes Film Festival as of yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Shit posts have gone universal, bitch. Shit, uh, shit, I did submit a shit post to... I submitted and I... I Great. Some inside baseball. I submitted it in character, so I, per, I submitted it as a drama... And all of the technical information is very serious, very professional stuff. I, so I'll be interested to see I, how it I goes. I do like that some cans intern is going to like have to watch that either. Like they know they're going to deny it as soon as they see the title, but they're like. Well, it was approved for submission, so the cans board will be watching the movie at I some mean, point. I, I do like that a can, like, and I produced this movie. Like I'm in the credits. So like I, I yeah. do like that this. Oh, hell yeah. My name is Tarnished now. In like the most positive short film corner, short film corner MVP Joseph Salomon. It's not the short film corner either. It's like this. It's like a competition. Bro, you gotta put it in for competition. Like it's getting ridiculous. I. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I submitted it too. I was like, yeah, this is. That's why they accepted it, bitch. (laughs) That's why they accepted it. So, Uh, man, Uh, Uh, you can. Adam, where can people follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Adam underscore not Sandler. Um, and also the Aggressively Okay podcast, of course. We got a lot of bullshit coming up in the next few weeks, so check that out. <laughs> Very cool. Um, there's somebody using a shovel outside my house <laughs> for some reason. It's cute, man. Prophetic. No. <laughs> yeah, I think they have a diamond pickaxe that they're using to get into my house. Yeah, that's a that Minecraft joke a, for you guys back Minecraft home. moment. Yeah. Uh, that's a Minecraft moment. Uh, life is made out of a million Minecraft moments all strung together. You can follow Vince on Twitter at VP Briscoe. You can follow the pod on Instagram and Twitter at DocPlusPod. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Oh, yeah. We, that was extremely yeah, pleasant. a great time. It's always a pleasure being with you boys. Yeah, thanks for Likewise, having me. Likewise, guys. Yeah. Uh, we, we will be making an appearance on the on AOK at some point in the near future. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys uh, in March. Bye. Goodbye, friends.